Hey there, I'm Sarah McLaughlin. Thanks for joining me on the Chaos to Calm podcast, a podcast designed for women over 40 who think that changing hormones might be messing with their mood, metabolism and energy and want to change that in a healthy, sustainable and permanent way. Each episode will explore topics related to health and wellness for women in their 40s, like what the heck is happening to your hormones, what to do about it with nutrition, lifestyle and stress management, and inspiring conversations with guests sharing their insights and tips on how to live your best life in your 40s and beyond. So if you're feeling like you're in the midst of a hormonal storm and don't want perimenopause to be horrific, then join me on Chaos to Calm as I share with you how to make it to menopause without it wrecking your relationships and life. Hello and welcome to the Chaos to Calm podcast where we discuss all about how to master the chaos of changing hormones, mood, metabolism and energy after 40. I'm Sarah, the perimenopause naturopath, your host, and I'm super excited to welcome you to episode number eight. We're going to be talking 10 perimenopause symptoms that are common, but do not need to be your new normal. So it can be really common. Everyone reassures you um, that it's really normal for some of these things to start happening to you as you go through perimenopause, into menopause, or even just as we get older. I am constantly amazed and a little saddened by what people will put up with in the name of, oh, I'm getting older. Also surprised, stunned, <laughs> astounded and, and sad at the age that people will start writing themselves off as old. Now, I'm 48, I'm turning 49 this year, and I am not old, and neither are you, my friend. And I feel a bit worried when I hear fellow sporting colleagues that are in their 30s tell me that they're old or they're too old to keep playing. So I think when we, when we accept, I'm going a bit sideways here, this is not... <laughs> A perimenopause symptom, but it's a really common thing, and and it, it speaks to the topic today for sure because we tend to accept and put up with a lot of stuff that we do not need to, and it's because we think, oh, I'm older, I'm getting older, or I'm doing better than Claire over there. Sometimes the, who we compare ourselves to isn't great. I was just talking about that with a client today. She was talking about how she used to eat well. Now she's done my program. She's like, oh my gosh, I wasn't even eating that well before. But compared to others around her, she felt like she was doing really well and eating really health, healthy and wholesome foods. So it all depends on what and who we're comparing ourselves to, isn't it? And that's why, you know, as you get into your 40s and beyond, you might start to notice some changes in your body and some signs and symptoms coming up. And you think, oh, I don't, well, it's normal, I guess. And people will reassure you or tell you that that's normal as well. But I am here to tell you today and every day <laughs> that these experiences, while they, yes, may be common, it doesn't have to mean that they're normal. Far from it. You don't have to just accept these. You don't have to put up with these things. So let's talk about 10 common symptoms of perimenopause today that people put up with. And um, we'll talk a little bit as well about what you need to think about to address them or alleviate them as well. 
So a reminder, perimenopause, it's the two to 12 years leading up to menopause when our hormones start to fluctuate and change. Menopause is declared when we have not had a menstrual cycle for 12 months or more. Now, because of those hormone fluctuations, it's puberty in reverse, there can be a lot of change in the body and in your brain too. What I want to say to you now is that if you're not sure, you've got some changes and things you've noticed in your body, are they perimenopause or not? I have a new freebie, the perimenopause decoder, uh, to help you see if the symptoms that you're feeling, maybe they might be attributable to perimenopause uh, to help you work out, you know, do you have some of the lesser known symptoms? Frozen shoulders, I was talking to someone today about that. That can be, it's a really common perimenopause uh, symptom. She had no idea. Um, so go to www.chaostocalmpodcast.com and you can find the link for the freebie there it'll be in the show notes it's in um, the show notes for this episode and the others as well so a reminder because i don't say it enough (laughs) perimenopause does not have to be horrific you don't just have to grin and bear it and that's why we're here talking today about these 10 really common symptoms that people put up with that you absolutely do not have to put up with as part of your perimenopause journey we are going to cover off brain fog headaches and migraines, insomnia, low energy slash exhaustion, heavy or painful periods, weight gain, food sensitivities and intolerances, breakouts, joint pain and stiffness and mood swings. And I bet you either have many of those yourself or you know someone with those too. Now, perimenopause may not be the only reason for some of those things that that I've mentioned and we'll talk about today and it's so it is important to investigate the cause of it and not just dismiss it as well it's probably just perimenopause because sometimes there can be something underlying it or something sinister and you do want to get that checked out because you don't want it to progress so let's talk about brain fog so brain fog you know it could be you could feel like your your brain is in a deep pea soup fog and everything's harder to reach it could be maybe you're just forgetting some words some names what we you know what was I saying what was I talking about forget a child's name pet's name friend's name all those kind of things that is um oh yeah just feeling harder to access things maybe it feels a bit slower in your brain as well you do want to get that under control because if you like many of the women I speak to and work with you're used to being on top of everything juggling all the mental balls it can be really frustrating and overwhelming Uh, when you have brain fog so we do want to rule out more concerning causes of brain fog Um, you know you don't want it to be early sign of dementia or something like that we want to know maybe it's your hormones impacting your insulin sensitivity and and the um, glucose or energy that your brain cells are able to take in so that's a big cause of it insulin resistance and also um, poor blood sugar level uh, management there so your hormones and estrogen changes exacerbate your insulin sensitivity which I've talked about before and no doubt we'll talk about again um, but that's important in getting your brain fog under control or helping to alleviate that headaches and migraines is super common and migraines you know if you've ever had a migraine you know how much of a killer they are there's lots of different reasons or things that could be underlying it and really what's important with headaches and migraines here Well, first of all, daily or even weekly, even cyclical headaches and migraines, not normal. 
don't you you know don't put up with it if headaches are waking you at night or waking you from sleep that's a big flag and you do need to get that investigated please but it can it, migraines and headaches definitely can increase in perimenopause and that relates to your immune system and hormones and food and gut health uh, and robustness as well sleep can be a trigger as well so what i suggest that you do is keep a food and symptom diary here to try and work out any pattern and also work with someone who can help you get to the underlying cause or the root driver of it. If you go and have a smooch around on my blog, you'll see that I have a written blog all about migraines in menopause, in perimenopause that will give you my tips on how to work out what is causing it and some common triggers of it headaches and migraines are never ever normal don't ever put up with those please there's you really just don't need to as a migraine sufferer in the past i can tell you you actually don't need to just resign yourself to accepting them as part of your life now insomnia this can be maybe one of the earlier um things that interrupts people but it's certainly the hardest hitting and it's like you know when you have a baby you have a young baby and you have the sleep deprivation and man the struggle is real but you at least have some oxytocin and you have some hormones around in your body there to help less lessen the the hit to you with that you do not have them in perimenopause you just end up a cranky snarky version of yourself so you know, you might be struggling to fall asleep. You might be struggling to stay asleep or maybe or sleep deeply enough or even just waking too early. Again, there can be lots of underlying reasons for that. It, it generally, it's hormones and it can also be blood sugar levels and um, there as well. So lots of tips on my website, on my blog for insomnia. But again, you don't have to put up with it. You actually can sleep well in perimenopause and, and as you age so low energy and exhaustion well yeah that goes alongside insomnia doesn't it but um you know we're thinking about how much do you rely on caffeine <laughs> these days to give you energy to get you doing the things that you need to do so have a think about your caffeine intake as well has it increased because if it has if you've been relying on caffeine for a while now then You've probably got some low energy levels hiding behind that that you need to think about um so we're not talking about fatigue like it you know you've had a busy day you've been ex you know doing a hike or doing lots of gardening or you know being physically really busy then that sort of level of tiredness and fatigue is normal and, and natural I'm talking about the kind of fatigue that you know maybe makes you reach for coffee all the time and throughout the day or to pep you up or that mid-afternoon slump that you might be getting there um, you know and so many people are just tired all the time and surely it has to have something to do with our modern lifestyle and perhaps the quality of the food and the less sleep that we all seem to get because we're up late scrolling Netflix or socials or all that sort of stuff as well. Um, so again, this is where comparing yourself to someone else or oh, everyone's tired. It's not necessarily a great indicator of how you're going. So hormones, not just your female hormones, but your thyroid, um, nutrient deficiencies and, and sleep as well. They're a common underlying causes that we can address to help get your energy boosted again um, it's such a liberating feeling when you 
get yourself to a state of health that you don't need coffee and you actually just go back to drinking coffee because maybe you like the taste of it like I do. I remember when I realized I didn't need caffeine anymore to keep my energy up and keep me moving through the day and doing the things I need to do. Amazing. Well, it was life-changing. And I still feel that way now. And, you know, I'm pretty busy with four kids. We homeschool. I run my own business, podcast, all the different things, play sport. My kids play sport. My husband plays sport. He has his own business. Um, Yeah, we have a lot on. So I understand being busy. uh, And I definitely don't need caffeine for that energy hit anymore. I do like coffee. You ask my kids, I'll tell you. But I don't need it. Um, All right, so let's go on to number five, heavy and painful periods. So, you know, I often think it's kind of unfair, isn't it? You get to the end of your um, reproductive stage of life and you start to say goodbye to your period and actually it gets heavier and more frequent before it disappears. Come on, give us a break. Um, So that is really common. And often you'll get offered hormones hormone therapy as an um uh to a cure and sure they do work but also it can work it doesn't always i should say um but it doesn't address the underlying issue there as well so definitely it doesn't have to be your normal can do something about it you don't have to stay home on day one of your period because you're so worried that you're going to leak through like two maternity pads and you can't move without flooding that's not normal it's not good for your body either and your iron stores and things like that all right weight gain everyone always wants it's a massive motivator (laughs) when you you know and it can be sneaky it can start off really slowly just little bits at a time adding up over the years and you know kind of shrug it off but then you know maybe your pants don't start fitting and and just scale well if you have them you think how did it get to that number Maybe you have to you have to make that decision. Do you go up another size in clothes and buy another new wardrobe or is it time to do something about that there? It's one of the most common symptoms I see of perimenopause. It's one of the most motivating for people to make change and think about their health. Um, you don't actually have to resign yourself to gaining weight in perimenopause. And, um, yeah, I, I did that myself. I do it with my clients each and every day. We just smash through that weight gain. No worries. We get your biochemistry back in balance and get that weight off. Um, as well as, a, you know, lots of these other symptoms and things. So the next one I'm going to talk about, number seven, is food sensitivities and intolerances. I'd actually say this is right up there with weight gain and, and changes to your menstrual cycle. Um, and bloating is another common one as well, which I'm not going to talk about today. But definitely changes in your gut health your gastrointestinal system and your immune system equal more food sensitivities and intolerances as you hit perimenopause into menopause you know maybe it might just be bread or maybe dairy or um, maybe you find you you can't tolerate your favorite wine anymore or other alcohol Um, and these are yeah super common there as well but it's all related to um, your gut your intestinal health and digestive health and function and your immune system there and estrogen plays into it and impacts it and that's why it becomes more of an issue 
you might get new allergies or more food sensitivities and intolerances in perimenopause and it's because of the interplay between estrogen and one of your immune cells histamine um there as well so definitely something we can do about it one of the most common intolerances that i see is um not being able to digest or feeling like you can't tolerate meat anymore and so many people start to take meat out but when you do that it actually plays into it and exacerbates the problem becomes a bit more of a vicious cycle so um but yeah it can make you feel really bloated and gassy or like it's sort of sitting in your chest and not going down so you might notice that you do get more food sensitivities and intolerances please don't just start cutting foods out and avoiding um things because yes that will alleviate your symptoms it's true if you're not eating it you're not going to respond to it but it's not going to resolve the underlying situation and maybe by the seventh one we've talked about here now today you might be noticing a theme that I keep saying we need to address the underlying driver or cause of what's going on for you and it's true that's the naturopathic philosophy in how we approach health and well-being is not just to plaster over the symptoms and suppress them or or get them to stop but actually address what's underlying the root cause because that's when you really get that long-term health and well-being and you don't have to rely on supplements tablets medications and things like that taking them ongoing because you've resolved the uh, the underlying condition you've listened to your body you know I always think of symptoms as a, a flag or a little message from our body and I try I teach my clients how to interpret these what's it telling us cravings is a great one tells us so much information the different types of cravings that you might have um so yeah we need to address that underlying root cause for that true long-term um, health and well-being and if we suppress symptoms you know it's going to come out in another part of your body because it's still out of balance. Your biochemistry, your body, your organs, your function, there's something still out of balance. And while we might be not having one symptom, it'll show up somewhere else in your body. Classic one, nice segue, Sarah, high five to me, is breakouts or acne. Um, so this is symptom number eight that you don't have to think, uh, don't have to put up with. So... It also feels a little unfair. I mean, like you probably dealt with this in puberty in your teens and it was sometimes horrid if you have um, breakouts and pimples. But yeah, it can come again because of hormonal changes like your testosterone and the relative highness of that compared to estrogen and progesterone uh, there and maybe your thyroid prolactin insulin resistance is a massive uh, cause of acne and breakouts in perimenopause but in teens as well um you know and stress not enough sleep not imbalanced diet all of those can play into it as well and there's lots of ways to overcome it but it's a whole podcast in itself and I will do one at some point but yeah you do not need to do this but what are the connection I was making there with the underlying the root cause is that often we see things come out on our skin rashes you know itchiness breakouts when 
something inside one of our elimination channels in particular whether it's our bowels or our bladder like our kidneys um our liver if they're not working well then that's when we'll often see skin stuff coming up because it's not able to come our body's not able to eliminate and detoxify through one path so it chooses another and the skin is the last one that it tries to choose and it's you know it's the one we don't want it to do because it makes for a grand statement for sure um okay so number nine symptom number nine joint pain and stiffness now i mentioned earlier like i was talking to someone today and they had no idea that their frozen shoulder that had been developing is a really common but lesser known symptom of perimenopause there and this is one that i see people write off as just because they're getting old and like hello you might be just in your 40s and we're still good have another 40 years or more of our life to live how much of this pain and you know discomfort are you going to put up with for how long and if it feels like this now how's it going to go when you get older yeah it's really not normal but definitely usually a hallmark of inflammation underlying inflammation and and chronic that chronic low-grade inflammation which is by the way a top risk factor for serious disease like uh, for those long-term chronic conditions like type 2 diabetes and heart disease cancer autoimmune disease all of that sort of stuff you really want to take inflammation seriously if you have sore and stiff joints and muscles and maybe you haven't done a 10k hike or you haven't been doing a a tough pilates class then you want to see an expert in manual therapies physio osteo myo or chiro whoever you desire uh, to get it assessed and also think about your lifestyle factors like your diet, movement, sleep, stress, um, and what might be contributing to that inflammation and that pain and that stiffness in your joint or joints. Now, number 10, the grand finale, <laughs> mood swings. Um, yeah. Hmm. yeah, welcome, you know, <laughs> savage beast woman, you transform into that uncontrolled like it's like who is even inside you who is this person inside of you that says all these things it's like your filter disappears one minute you're fine and then the next minute your family is just like a whole bunch of annoying silly people (laughs) and you can't cope or can't deal um really common and you don't have to put up with it don't grit your teeth and just try and get through that because it you know it can be really harmful to your relationships with your family and your friends or your work even who knows what you're going to say next and it all relates to your progesterone levels because progesterone is our soothing and calming uh, hormone and it starts to decline in perimenopause into menopause as well so there's still stuff that we can do because we can build our body's resilience and stress resilience particularly but also help calm it uh, calm our nervous system in other ways so that um, yeah you don't (laughs) turn into she-hulk uh, at work bust out of your clothes and turn green with your head spinning or something like that i don't know goodness me so we have covered off the 10 symptoms that are super common but really don't have to be your normal in perimenopause so we've talked about brain fog headaches and migraines insomnia low energy and exhaustion heavy or painful periods weight gain food sensitivities and intolerances breakouts or acne joint pain and stiffness and mood swings if you are experiencing any of these please just don't accept them 
head to my blog, have a look at the tips and things that are there, choose a health professional, choose someone, a naturopath, a nutritionist, any, you know, whoever is your preference and talk to them about what's going on for you and what they can do to help you overcome these symptoms. Because perimenopause does not have to be horrific. And um, I'll remind you that you can find the link to my free, uh, the perimenopause decoder that is in the show notes uh, at com. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me today and tuning in to listen to the Chaos to Calm podcast. I invite you to subscribe and please leave a review. It is really helpful in this podcast being shown to other women who need to know that perimenopause does not have to be horrific. And of course, you can share it with your friends and anyone that you think could do with the information. So once again, thank you so much for joining me and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. It's really common for women over 40 to experience the chaos of changing hormones, mood, metabolism, and energy. But I hope you know now that common doesn't have to equal normal for you or them. You can help others understand they aren't alone in feeling this way and that perimenopause doesn't have to be horrific by subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing this podcast with other women in their 40s and beyond. Thanks so much for listening and sharing your time with me today in this Chaos to Calm conversation.